This program is part of Film Geek Radio. Visit filmgeekradio.com for more great shows. And welcome to Cinema Fix, your stop for the purest, highest quality movie reviews on the block. Coming up on this episode, The Thing. I'm Andrew Johnson, and I'm joined today by a special guest. He is one of the co-hosts of the brand new show on Film Geek Radio, Wait, Wait, Don't Eat Me. Chris Baker, welcome to Cinema Fix. Thanks. How are you doing? I am doing pretty well. Excited to uh, be doing my first show here. Yeah, well, why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, Wait, Wait, Don't Eat Me before we dive into Cinema Fix. Wait, Wait, Don't Eat Me is a show all about The Walking Dead, everyone's favorite zombie TV show. We're going to be taking a look at each episode, checking out some themes, talking about zombies, and uh, having a lot of fun. It's, uh, it's me, Sam Napolitan, and Katrina Tullock. Well, that sounds great. I love The Walking Dead. It's an awesome show. Me too. It's, I mean, when you're talking about zombies, you can't go wrong, so... Well, this is episode number six of Cinema Fix. If you're new to the show, this is the show on Film Geek Radio focused on in-depth discussion of mainstream blockbuster films. We're here to satisfy your addiction to quality conversation about movies, and each week we we release an episode in two parts. The first part, which you're listening to right now, is a ten-minute long spoiler-free review of the film. That way you can get an idea of what we thought about it and whether or not it's worth your time checking it out this weekend. Uh, The second part is a more in-depth analytical discussion that does contain spoilers. So if you've seen the film and would appreciate a more in-depth conversation about what works and what doesn't, definitely listen to that part. This week, the film we're going to be talking about is The Thing. Chris, why don't you give our listeners a little bit of information about this movie? Uh, The Thing is a prequel to the 1982 film of the same name, also called The Thing. Uh, The original was directed by John Carpenter and uh, was based on a book by the original short story. uh, It's called Who Goes There by John Campbell Jr. And the 1951 film The Thing from Another World, directed by Howard Hawks. Uh, This film was the featured directorial debut of, uh, I'm going to do my best with his name here, Mathis Van Heiningen. He's European. Okay, yeah, something Norwegian (laughs) or Swedish or who knows. Uh, but it stars Mary Elizabeth Winstead, whose name I can't pronounce, and Joel Edgerton. Uh, they're members of a Norwegian team of scientists who go down to Antarctica and discover an alien creature. Uh, they find it buried in the ice, and this creature can basically mimic any creature that it encounters. So basically they're screwed because they don't know which one of them could be the thing. Exactly. Could, could be anyone. It could be you. I don't even know right now. I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> All right. <laughs> in suspense. Yes. So which one of them is the thing? Will it escape and infect the whole planet? Does anybody even care? We'll find out. But first, here's a clip. This thing can, and probably has, replicated a person. What? Who? Who? Okay, okay, Kate, Kate, okay, Kate. This is not the time to be yelling fire. Let's stop. Gather our thoughts. Discuss this in private. We don't need any private meetings, Doctor. We all want information. There's more. What are those? I think they're fillings from someone's teeth. I found them by a puddle of blood in the shower. Puddle of blood? It can clone cells, but not inorganic material. It couldn't copy these, so it spit them out. We wasted too much time already. Losh! Listen! 
when I went back to check it, someone had cleaned up the blood. Someone had wiped it away. All right, so whatever it is, it is still here. All right, that's a clip from The Thing. This is part one of our episode on the film, so we're going to take... 10 minutes just to give some general thoughts on the movie. I'm starting the clock now. Chris, I gotta ask you, have you seen John Carpenter's 1982 version of The Thing? If so, what do you think of that movie? And how do you think that this prequel compares? Um, I saw the original back when I was about 12 years old. Um, I think I saw it with my dad, and it scared the hell out of me. It was just a terrifying movie, and it's one of my favorite horror movies of all time. I love John Carpenter, and it's just it's a perfect horror film because you've got a big scary monster, you've got people who don't trust each other, you've got Kurt Russell and Wolford Brimley. I mean, you really just can't go wrong. Um, as far as how this one's stacked up against it, I went in with really high expectations, and it was it didn't meet those expectations, which might have been unreasonable. But I, it just didn't work on all the same levels, which, I mean, it's John Carpenter. How, how can you compete with John Carpenter? You know, I have to agree with you. I am a huge fan of the 1982 original. Well, I, I say original. The 1982 version. The quell. The, not the prequel, just the quell. Right. Um, and it, it, it's one of my all-time favorite films. And the thing about that movie is that it, it does such a good job of just capturing this real sense of paranoia and uncertainty about which one of these people could be the thing. They don't know. We, the audience, don't know. At the end of the movie, we still really don't know. You know, and there's this real tension about, you know, who's good and who's bad. And a lot of that sense of paranoia is lost in this prequel. Um, and in many ways, it just seems like a copy of it. You know, you've got people with beards running around trying to figure out who's the thing. They find it, they try to attack it, but then of course someone else turns out that they could be the thing, and it just kind of repeats over and over, and it's not really all that exciting. And the the big thing about the 1982 film that everyone loves is that it had truly groundbreaking practical effects done by uh, Stan Winston and Rob Botton. And those effects still hand, still hold up today. They still look absolutely amazing. And the problem with this new version of the thing is that there's really not much difference in terms of the design of the creature. It's still got all these tentacles. It still will have random jaws filled with teeth that open up, you know, um, randomly out of someone's head or someone's torso. And that was all in the 1982 version. The difference is, here it's CG. It's not practical effects, and it looks really fake. It's not nearly as exciting. It's not nearly as tense. It's not nearly as awe-inspiring. I mean, I just watched the 1982 film again a couple days ago, and every time I see that movie, my jaw just hits the floor. And I, I think in my head... How did they do that? Like, to this day, it's been over 25 years since the movie came out, and I still have no idea how they accomplished some of those effects. Then you see the new one, it's like, oh, they made some pretty pictures with a computer. Oh, yeah, I, I thought the same thing about the special effects. And at first, I was actually kind of excited that they, they stuck with the old 
kind of special effects and didn't make it too much. But then it does. You do notice that it's kind of cartoonish and almost. Uh, you just didn't believe it, and the whole thing they're trying to set the film again in 1982 since it's a prequel, and I wasn't buying it. I didn't feel like it was 1982 because I was looking at 2011 special effects, and it just it, it didn't all add up. Yeah, the effects are really cartoonish and fake looking, and I gotta say, in many ways, the the plot points and where everything goes almost feels like an exact copy of the 1982 film. Same rooms, similar situations. There's a there's a quote-unquote test scene in this one that's very similar to the one in the 1982 film, though I did like the change they made. I thought the same thing. Yeah, I had the same note that at, I was really worried at first that they were just going to go with the exact same test and just follow the same format. It was a variation, but yeah, still extremely similar to the original. Right, and you know, people are dying in very similar ways to to, to how they died in the uh, in the 1982 film. You've got characters essentially playing the same roles, um, so it, in many ways, it is almost like a remake more so than a prequel. And good prequels are very hard to do because the audience already knows how things are going to end up. So you've got to you know, make happen what the audience already knows is going to happen, but you have to find a way to do that in a fresh, surprising, unexpected way. And this movie just ultimately didn't do that. I mean, if you've seen the 1982 film, you know there are four or five things that need to be explained. And they explain maybe three of them, one of which I thought they explained rather well. The rest, they explain it, but it's kind of boring. And then they have some other things that they're supposed to explain that they just throw in right at the end during the credits. And I was like, what? Those are major things. How are? Why are you doing this now? Yeah, it was almost like they, they wanted to make a remake but wanted to make it seem a little more original. So they said it'll be a prequel and then they threw in a few almost like afterthoughts to make it to make it sync up with the 1982 one. And like you said, yeah, it just it really didn't work. And it was... Um, it just felt it felt far too modern, which I mean it's tough to it's tough to recapture nineteen eighty two but wasn't working yeah and and you know I've read interviews with the director, and he said that they basically started with the nineteen eighty two film, you know went back to those scenes that take place at the Norwegian base and worked backwards from there and I was watching the movie, and I was like, no, you didn't. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. That's not the way it worked. You didn't do a very good job of explaining how things ended up like they ultimately are supposed to end up according to the 1982 film. And you just treat it almost like an afterthought to some extent. So it just it, it just really didn't work in a whole lot of ways. There, there are a few decent ideas and a few effective scares, but overall just seemed like a completely pointless, lazy movie. Mm -hmm. Well, and... I was really intrigued by the opening scene. The opening scene I thought was great, um, and it really got me excited that it, it, it really was more similar to the old one, and it had a really good organic feel to it. And then the next hour and a half, it just kind of completely diverted from that scene, and it was really it was really disappointing because I actually I did have high hopes, and it, it didn't live up to them. Yeah, you know, I, I think that the performances are pretty good. I think that the directing overall is fairly solid the main problem is just on a script level there's just not a lot there there's not a lot to really differentiate it from the 1982 film there's not a lot to make it stand out and at the same time there's not enough 
done to link it up to that film when it really needs to be li- linked up. So, well, and ultimately the the original one was a character driven film, like you were saying earlier. It really you get to know these characters; they're very distinct characters, and it focuses on the suspense and the the interactions between them almost more than there's this monster. I mean, right. the monster's kind of a, a plot device, but you've got these characters who really drive the movie. And this, there were something like 15 or 16 characters in this, and there were just so many. A lot of them had similar Norwegian names. I, I couldn't keep up with them all. And when, when they started dying, I was like, wait, which, which guy was that? I don't really remember yeah. who that was. Just some other guy with a beard. Yeah. Basically. Lars or Heinrich, or they all had your stereotypical Sven. Yeah. So overall, would you recommend that people go see this film? Um, probably not. I would have to say not worth it. If if you want to see the thing, uh, go to Redbox and rent the 1982 version. I would agree with that. I'd say definitely check out the 1982 version. If you've already seen the 1982 version, watch it again. <laughs> There's really not much to this brand new quote-unquote prequel, unfortunately. So we'll, we'll talk in more detail about what really doesn't work in in part two. So be sure to stay tuned for that. I think that'll wrap it up for part one of our discussion on The Thing here on Cinema Fix. That'll wrap it up for this episode of Cinema Fix. We'd love to get your feedback on the show. You can email us at cinemafix at filmgeekradio.com or comment on the website at www.filmgeekradio.com. You can also subscribe to the show through iTunes now. So if you liked this episode, please write us a review. That would really help us get the word out about the show. You can also donate to us through the website. We really appreciate it. You have no idea. We really do rely on your support to keep the network running, to pay for hosting costs. And we, we, we really appreciate your help. Uh, we, we really are trying to stay listener-based and listener-supported if we can. So if you don't mind tipping us a couple bucks, it, it would really mean a lot. Chris... Let let us know, uh, where can we find you online? Uh, you can find me online uh, on filmgeekradio.com. You can also check out my blog at uh, musiccuse.wordpress.com. Uh, it's where I talk about the local music scene and all sorts of other uh, pop culture things in the area. Are you on Twitter? I am on Twitter. My, uh, my Twitter handle is C-H-R-S-B-A-K-R. Uh, you can find me on Facebook at Chris Baker, and uh, I think that's about it. All right. Well, I'm Andrew Johnson. You can find some of my writing at www.thekuleshoveffect.com. Uh, you can also follow me on Twitter at twitter.com slash writerandrew. If you do follow me, be sure to send me a message and let me know you're a listener, and I will definitely follow you back. That'll wrap it up for today's show. As always, I'm Andrew Johnson. I'm Chris Baker. And have fun this week getting high on cinema. This has been a Film Geek Radio production. Film Geek Radio! Yeah!